0: Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the sending a text to a demon to settle the score edition. <laughs> I mean,
1: this has to be my, my favorite edition ever. Oh, good. I, it's the most it's relatable. It's incredibly relatable. I mean, if I had access to like a demon that I could just text, I would be settling scores left and Right.
0: Yeah, this episode is just you're just gonna you're gonna find yourself saying, yeah, I, w- I would have done that. I, I think I this is that. gonna be very relatable. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. This is episode zero forty four. What the hex? How ancient Greeks cursed the living?
1: Amazing. That's right. Amazing. <laughs> the the living are fucking suckers.
0: Curse <laughs> curse us. So <clears throat> I am Jill Chacha, and I am with the absolutely beaming Marissa Riley. Thank you. That's me. <laughs> Just the
1: just the fact that we might be dealing with magic, even as a That's mite, right. just makes me so happy. <laughs>
0: That's right. And uh, if this is your first time listening, well, welcome to the flock. Uh, Dr. Riley here comes in cold, I and uh, she learns everything in real time, just like you. So
1: it's true. We're in the same boat, <laughs> listeners. I have no idea what's about to
0: happen, <laughs> right. but it might involve magic today. Oh, it absolutely involves magic. Amazing. It involves. There's just ancient, ancient magic and ancient shade being thrown. Oh, I, I <laughs> love
1: some ancient shade.
0: Right. <laughs> <clears throat> so, I So I guess we should get to it. Let's do it. Okay. Now, in our previous episode, episode 043, we covered three amazing ancient discoveries. And if you haven't had a listen, please do. And I won't give away anything here today, but we did talk about what could be possibly the first barbecue joint. It's true. Um, <laughs> it may or may not be amazing as yeah. well. Oh, it, it's totally amazing! Yeah, uh, there was also the Devil's Trail. Actually, there were. Yeah. It was kind of like three Devil's that's Trails. Right, that's right. There were three Devil's Trails. Trace so. Devil's Trails. <laughs> you got to listen to find out what the hell is going on there. Uh, Satan made a brief appearance, and uh, while I was doing research for that episode, I came across a shit ton of other interesting stuff that I thought needed its own episode. Fucking amazing. Yeah. So here we are today in episode 44, 044, and by here, my friends, what I mean is we need to take a trip to the Mediterranean. Fuck yes, we (laughs) do. Take me to the beach. (laughs) We fucking deserve it. Uh, We need to go to a little country known as Greece. Oh, shut up. (laughs) I love Greece. I've never been. But I love it. Um, From what I've googled, it looks amazing. Now, uh, where is it on the map of the world for my fellow geographically challenged Americans? Don't despair. Picture the heel of Italy. Okay. Okay. Now just southeast from there is Greece. Amazing. And tucked away in the very southeast of Greece by the coast is Athens. Voila. There you go. Amazing. Here we are. We are in the Athenian neighborhood called Keramikos, and Karamikos is divided into two sections. Okay. Inner and outer Karamikos. Very easy to remember. That's right. There's an innie and an outie. There you go. Uh, inner Karamikos is where ancient Greeks crafted, bought, and sold pottery. And uh, you know how New York City is, like, divided into the fashion district or the fucking meatpacking district? Oh, yes. Okay, now, this district is just known as the Pottery district, okay, yes <laughs> and it was v important okay uh, actually <laughs> I mean actually to say important, that's an understatement. I mean you name it, the ancient Greeks stored it in pottery so basically. so yeah, what I'm what I can hear is
1: um. And this might be crazy uh, that I'm about to say this, but did the Greeks really like uh, pottery a lot? <laughs> I
0: think so. I mean, did, get, you do know. You, do you think they maybe found it important? <laughs> <laughs> they did. Okay, a little bit. I mean, go haul your ass to a fucking history museum. The first thing you're going to see is a shit ton of pottery. It's so true, though. It's just- <laughs> just fucking everywhere it's so true and it does
1: not get enough recognition everyone's looking at the paintings but no one's looking at the pottery right. you know who is that's
0: this where, this
1: girl that's how she's pointing herself i'm pointing right. you can't see it but that's i am right. pointing to myself and i do i do look at the pottery
0: and what and, and, and while you're admiring the pottery you yeah. probably notice some decorations and some figures oh, and oh for blah, sure blah 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 Oh, yes. <laughs> Lots of crap That's, on so those pots. Crap. So much crap on the pots. Uh, so <laughs> those decorations, you know, they weren't just for aesthetics. It recorded history, myths, wars, politics, the whole shebang. Oh, so, so, so pots were kind of like books. <laughs> That's right. Pots were the books of the day. Got it. Okay. So. Pots were the books of the... Yeah. That's <laughs> <It's> exactly <laughs> what you said. <laughs> it sounded better coming out of you.
1: Oh put it
0: on a tote. Thanks. Okay. So uh the pottery district was literally named the fucking pottery district. Oh, um, awesome! <laughs> so, so <laughs> very clear. The OG Latin name of Karamikos was ceramicus, where we get the English word for ceramics. Oh, I love that. That's really cool. There you go. Now, Atari Karamigos was totally different but equally important. Okay. Uh, for years, it functioned as a massive, massive cemetery. What? <laughs> okay, so it's like dead people on the outside, pots on the inside? Exactly. Bustling, bustling storefront on the inside, what? dead people everywhere else.
1: That's, uh, (laughs) okay,
0: Greece. Why not? Why not? Why not? It's a very odd tootsie pop. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Very odd. That's hilarious.
0: So, uh, it was a massive cemetery. Uh, For example, there's at least 6,500 burial plots and 1,000 tombs from the 4th and 5th century BCE. Yeah. And there's also, you guessed it, a plague pit. What? <laughs> that's right. I've heard of these. Yeah. There's a plague pit that dates back to roughly 430 BCE when disease hit the area hard and fast. Um, in two years, about a third of the local population died. Wow. Yeah, a third. People were dying faster than they could possibly be buried, so this pit was created. Oh, that's so scary. I know. Ugh. Now, if this all sounds like a gold mine <laughs> for archaeologists, You're right. Uh, Amazing. (laughs) Excavations in Keramikos began in 1870, and they're still making discoveries to this very day. Ooh. Enter Dr. Judah Storzek. Now, he was the director of a particular excavation that wrapped ancient gossip, shade, black magic, and Greek Greek superstition into one. All my favorite things. All just what a you know, with G- a uh, gossip shade and black magic. <laughs> Sorry, what a Tootsie Pop. Yeah. Uh and like most discoveries, it was by accident. Of now, course. Like any proper Athenian neighborhood, you've gotta have a bathhouse. Duh. I mean, come on, man. What do you do after you buy your pots? <laughs> That's and right. and bury your dead. <laughs> you get naked. Of you course. Get, <laughs> you get naked in a very hot room. With a lot of people. <laughs> so uh so Karamigos. That's the place to be to do that. Um, now, this bathhouse is what Strozek, Stro, sorry, Strozek, I hope I'm saying his name Strozek. Right. It's a very, it's a lot of um, consonants. Yes, yeah, Strozek. So this is what his team was focusing on back in 2016, uh, the Caramigos bathhouse, and specifically the water supply for it, which was a well. Oh, okay. Now I'm a murderino and a horror buff. So after I read about this, well, I couldn't help but think of the ring. Amazing. Which I recently watched cause they recently put it on Netflix. So I could not help myself. Yeah, you So you're up to date. Yes. Fantastic. Uh, and honestly, something coming back from the land of the dead to cause harm. Isn't that far off in this case? Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my God. Let me explain. Um, now, this well is hella old and has seen a lot. It operated for about four centuries, from the 5th to the 1st first, first century BCE. Okay, okay. It's fucking old. Yeah. And at the bottom of the well, about 33 feet down, the team found lots of stuff you'd expect. Dead little girls. <laughs> so, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> even weirder. Oh, okay. my gosh. Now, the normal shit you'd find, uh, to use... You know, to, like, to use to draw water from the well, that was found. Like okay. cooking pots. A bucket. Exactly. Buckets, drinking cups. Parts of the wooden pulley system were found also. Okay, okay, okay. okay. And there was a few unexpected things okay. that were down there. Uh, there was a trinket box. So fun. <laughs> there was a tiny model sarcophagus complete with a tiny figurine inside it. Also fun, <laughs> Question mark. Uh, a number of bronze coins, so money was down there. Amazing. Okay, and thirty tiny lead tablets with inscriptions. Okay, what did they say? <laughs> That's right. Did they say where the real bodies were? <laughs> so, uh, it's it's even weirder than that. Okay, okay, so these tablets dated back way back. To 2,500 years ago. That's so old. Yeah. So <laughs> so, so, reading them was going to take a minute. Uh, one, they were a hot mess because they were 2,500 years old. And two, the writing was so tiny. Was, oh, hate that. It was just itty-bitty, as though it wasn't meant for any random person to read. Ah, uh, secrets! <laughs> so, the team used some bonkers technology called reflectance transformation imaging. Anyway, it took so- <laughs> we're not gonna go into that. That's
1: another episode. That's- I can I was gonna ask what that is, but I was like, you know what?
0: Okay. I'm not. That's that would take you Google that on your own time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it fucking it took several years to use that technology. And by 2020, of course, it was determined those 30 tablets. 30 curses yes (laughs) fucking amazing so i know what you're thinking who did they curse and why the fuck are they down there exactly what i was thinking tell me more (laughs) so to answer this we need to head back even further in time now for untold millennia greeks dabbled in the air quotes black arts okay for all the reasons you'd probably suspect okay now Dr. Marissa, would you please read from Herits.com as to why a hex would be hexed? Okay, yes, yes, I would. Here we
1: go. I would. All right. <laughs> um, quote, uh, there seem to have been four main types of reasons to curse someone to win a lawsuit by cursing the opponent's tongue and hands, for example, for business purposes. For instance, cursing metalsmiths, bankers, Sex workers and pimps, and to win athletic contest. And of course, because of love and hate. End quote. Yep. There you um, go. I, I agree. These are all reasons I would use a curse. <laughs> I also want to win a lawsuit. <laughs> I also want to do it for business purposes. And I also want to curse uh, my metalsmith. So <laughs> that's right. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> that son of a fucking bitch. Jeff. <laughs> that's, that's, I love that his name's Jeff. Jeff the metalsmith. <laughs> we all have a, a Jeff the metalsmith in our lives, right? <laughs> oh, at least that's seven. relatable. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I have several Jeffs. Okay. <laughs> now, speaking of love and hate, uh, I have the honor of telling you about one of the tablets found down the well. Amazing. Now, Dr. Marissa, I want to show you a photo of it first. Okay. And if you could, please provide some detail, uh, especially about the size and how hard it is to read, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, every photo we talk about today is going to be on our social medias, Instagram, Twitter. All the places. All the fucking places. And I'm pulling up the photo right now for you to see. And what do you think? So this is a tablet. This is what they call the tablet. Yeah.
1: Okay. So it does not look, when I was imagining a tablet, I was imagining like a piece of stone. Mm -hmm. Well, this is made out of lead. Oh, okay. So what it looks like, it actually looks like, um, hide. Yeah. Almost. And it's, um, it's kind of like almost a rectangle, but quite off. Um, and it almost looks like it folds in the middle, like Mm -hmm. a book. Um, and it, it really looks like some sort of cowhide. Yeah, and it, it, it has like a wrinkled texture to it. It's sort of, um, white, but also there's a reddish tinge to it. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, yeah, it, it it almost looks wrinkled. Yeah. And honestly, like you said, it looks like like jerky it's as thin as jerky a strip of jerky and honestly if you saw it there's to our eyes it looks like there's absolutely nothing written on it no
1: yeah i i forgot to mention that as well because i'm not even thinking about it (laughs) because it's yeah
0: yeah so now if you take a look down here there's a tiny tiny ruler that says it's only five centimeters across now five centimeters is only half an inch yeah. Half an inch across. And according to Dr. Strozek, uh, this quote was a curse against the newlywed Glycera, focusing on her vulva by someone jealous of her marriage. End quote.
1: Oh, my God. Okay.
0: <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> yeah.
1: The newlywed Glycera. hmm So someone was cursing someone's vagina. That's right. Because they were jealous. Exactly to put in modern terms. Exactly. Yeah. Fucking glykella, <laughs>
0: Glykera. Sorry. Yeah. So now put a pin in the size. We'll get to why this curse, well, well, why all the curses in the well were so small. Yeah. But first, notice that the hex is anonymous. Okay, this is standard. Like trolls of the internet today, people who wanted to start shit didn't leave their identity. Oh, my God. Only, only the person to be harmed or cursed was identified. So <gasps> Glykera someone was like someone had shit with her and yeah this is
1: like the youtube comments
0: yeah exactly of the of the ancient times there you go yeah. oh my god some shit now for ages upon ages it was actually tradition to place hexes inside coffins or tombs okay now dr mercer would you please read further from Harrits.com as to why coffins were the standard practice for so long. Absolutely. All right, quote: A tablet hexing a person very much alive had to be put
1: into the tomb of the fresh corpse of a person who died prematurely, having failed to complete the normal life cycle, such as a child or an unmarried person, or a person who died by violence, like murder victims or war casualty- casualties, Strizek says. As their souls were believed to be unquiet, they could carry the messages between the underworld and the mortal sphere. End quote. That's fucking brilliant. There you go. That is fucking brilliant and so (laughs) rude to dead people. Yes. It is. I get it. But also, I would (laughs) never do that. So rude. But also, if you really had to hex someone, yeah. Yeah, and and you had no Google to tell you that um,
0: magic might not be real. Um, <laughs> you gotta get you gotta get to that body. You gotta get to yeah. that body. So there was a deep superstition that those who died tragically remained active around their burial plot, haunting it kind of for a Ugh. short for a short period, and that gave people with an axe to grind time to make a curse and shove it in their coffin. There you go. And when it was time for the recent dead to pass into the underworld they'd act as like a FedEx carrier, hopefully delivering the tablet to a vengeful god or demon who would hopefully get your message and do your bidding. What a
1: process, <laughs> what you a know? Process. Who the fuck came up with this shit? <laughs> who was like, you know what? <laughs> Since you go in there, can you take this for me? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. so uh-huh. weird. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's some sort of like... I don't know. It, it does something else. I don't. I ca- I can't even think of it. Like yeah. there's some sort of other help. Like it helps the person who buries people. Like
0: having that extra stone in there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think it just helps the the hexer. I think yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. Now get this. People stuffing coffins with hexes became such a prevalent problem that a law was created to put a stop to it. Oh my god, you guys. (laughs) They did it too much. That's right. Demetrius of Phaleron, who ruled Athens from 317 to 307 BCE, was like, yo, we gotta stop messing with the dead. Like you said, it's fucking rude. Yeah. Especially when strangers are using the tomb of someone who isn't a family member. Yeah. So... A law was created, but it only specified that you couldn't stuff a tomb or a coffin. Okay. So people are going to be people, and they're going to find another way to be an asshole. Of course they are. They That's always right. do. So this is when hexing became, well, it started to become, like, creative. Okay. okay? It was, because it wasn't before. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it didn't, uh... Yeah, they didn't have that je ne sais quoi before. Uh-huh. No. So, enter the well. Uh, Ancient Greeks also believed that fresh water was protected by nymphs. Okay. Um, think fairies, but aquatic. And these nymphs also had direct access to the underworld.
1: Okay, okay. I have a thought. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So, the person who sells the rocks that people use to make their hexes. Yeah. I think this guy came up with all of this bullshit. <laughs> He was like, he was like, I have some rocks. How the fuck am I gonna sell them? <laughs> Here we go to get back at people they don't like, and um, and then when the the coffin law happened, he was like, fuck, what do I do? <laughs> He's like, okay, what if there's another plate? Okay, nymphs, nymphs, the well, it's the, the well, well.
0: <laughs> it's deep, dude. Perfect. This was a sales pitch. Oh, probably, of course, every. Every problem is due to capitalism. It's so true. <laughs> Every problem and solution is due to capitalism. There you go. So someone was making money off of this. <laughs> Absolutely. Ah, uh, okay. So instead of human-sized tablets, nymph sized tablets were created to be carried yonder. So that explains the size, where they were only, why they were only, like, oh, half an inch across. And so little nymphs, I, do you like how I went from, like, this isn't real, to being like, oh, so the little nymphs <laughs> can <laughs> carry them. <laughs> exactly. Right, there you go. <laughs> so... Ah, uh, now, Doctor Marissa, would you please read from our source as to why those other items were probably tossed in the well as well? Absolutely. All right. <laughs> "Quote: Water, and in particular
1: drinking water, was sacred," Strazuk says. Uh, in Greek religion, it was protected by nymphs, who could become very mischievous when their water was treated badly. End quote. To appease these emotions, precious godlets. <laughs> oh, sorry my God. It. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I, I was trying delete, to. Appease, delete, delete, delete. <laughs> I was trying to appease my own emotions. Okay, to appease these emotionally precarious godlets, offerings such as miniature vessels containing liquids and other gifts were thrown into the water. There you go. End quote. Got it. Nailed um, it. Nailed, nailed it. it. <laughs> also, I've never heard the word godlet, which is so cute. So it's a tiny god. There you go. Oh my god. Oh my godlet. <laughs> 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 the listeners are like, oh, wow, god, god, you she's guys. Doing it again.
0: So this is one example of how Greeks got their hex on. But throwing tiny tablets down a well for interdimensional creatures. That's not even the tip of the Hexing Iceberg. What? That's right. After the break, we've got another intense example of a curse that did not come to play. Okay. If you want to hear about a magic jar, a dead chicken, and pissed off employees, you got to stay tuned. Fuck yeah, I will.
2: (laughs) Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money.
0: Hey everyone, Jill Chacha here from Well That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it, I love it, and it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms, so when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, GoodPods, the other ones. (laughs) You get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So what are you waiting for? Download Spotify for Podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back, and we're taking a short walk from Karamikos to another poppin' area of Athens. Okay, okay. We're going to Agora. Ooh, I
1: have no (laughs) idea what that is. Okay.
0: (laughs) Now, ancient Agora was kind of like Main Street today. Uh, According to Britannica.com, it was where the classical Greeks of the 5th century BCE headed for their, quote, daily religious, political, judicial, social, and commercial activity. Oh. and quote. Oh. Would so, you say, okay, hmm. um,
1: yeah. Would you say that someone who was fearful of Agora would be agoraphobic? Oh, she she did it. She went there. Am I fired from the podcast? <laughs> okay.
0: It was right. great right. knowing you, you guys. A, well, she had a good run. Thank you. Okay, bye. She's <laughs> coming back. I'm just kidding, I'm back. Okay. Uh, I'm glad you're back. Me too. <laughs> so glad. Okay, so uh, it was. Oh, it, let's talk about the layout first. Yes, second. yes. So, in terms of layout, each trade or profession had their own designated quarters. Oh, that's very so, smart. Yeah, so it was very organized. Yeah. Now, And it was here in 2006, the floor was removed from what archaeologists called uh, Agora's classical commercial building. Okay. And it was where crafts and, like, useful items were sold. Think miscellaneous houseware stuff, maybe like a Bed, Bath & Beyond type of thing.
1: Amazing. I can see it now, and I'm stressed. (laughs)
0: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Now, in one of the back corners of this ancient Bed, Bath & Beyond, researchers found a buried ceramic pot. Okay. And it wasn't until this year, 2021, Jessica Lamont, a classics professor at Yale University, was able to conclude what the hell was uncovered and publish her findings. Okay. Now, Dr. Marissa, would you please be so kind to read from that study? And it was called... The curious case of the cursed chicken. What? A new binding ritual from the Athenian agora. What? As to what exactly was found? Of course. Let me pull that up for you. All right.
1: Quote: An elaborate curse ritual from around 300 BC, which uh, comprised of four parts. Number one: a small ceramic vessel, the exterior of which was inscribed with. 55 names and possibly a verb of binding. Number two, a large iron nail with a flat head punched from the mouth of the vessel down through the underside of the pot. Number three, a small (laughs) bronze coin atop the wide nail head. And number four, the dismembered head lowered legs and feet of a young chicken and quote what the (laughs) fuck is going on sounds
0: like some witch stuff total witch stuff absolutely Yeah. yeah next level witch stuff From tablets. From Italia. Yeah. So I'd like to show you some pictures of the pot, its innards, and all of the inscriptions. And again, all of these images we talk about today will be on our Instagram, well, that's interesting pod, and our Twitter, uh, at WTI underscore pod. So please, play along with us. (laughs) Dr. Marissa, anything you'd like to add to the description? Here's the pot in two different different angles. Uh, Yeah, okay. Now... All of these, what looks like dents, all of this from top to bottom, those are letters. Holy shit. So what would you like to add? And- so at first
1: glance, and this is my opinion as a fake doctor, um, <laughs> the pots, are, they're, they're pretty boring looking before you look up close. Um, it kind of looks like they both have little. Uh, oh, so this is handles. one pot, one oh, I pot know. two different, two different angles. Oh, I know, I know, I know. So the one on the the left, it looks like it has a little handle, and uh, it almost looks like a coffee mug. Yeah. Um, and then at the very bottom, you can see the little hole, and you can see the hole a little better in the second picture. But when you look up really, really close, you can see a whole lot of letters. That's huh. right, covering the entire everything I can see from both of these angles is covered
0: in writing. Yes, exactly. And here's another photo and this is of the entire set, the pot, the chicken bones and the nail. Um here's the nail here. Yeah. And it's it it's, looks like that because it's 2300 years old.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically so. we're looking at chicken remains and and the pot uh, or and the pot and the nail. And it, it just looks like what you think it is, which is yeah. a really old chicken bones and a really old nail.
0: Exactly. So. Exactly. So let's break down the scene even further. After a close examination of the bones, it turns out this chicken was no more than seven months old. Oh. And it wasn't butchered traditionally. Okay. Um, there were no cuts in the bones. So I'm sorry to be graphic here. So please skip ahead if you don't want to hear how this animal died in about 30 seconds or so. Well, They could tell that this chicken was decapitated by a ringing motion. Oh, okay. I understand, yeah. And even the smallest bones of the feet were found, so that meant the skin and feathers were still attached when the parts were stuffed into the pot. Wow, okay. So, So basically what I'm saying here is that it was just pulled apart. Yeah. And if that sounds brutal, it certainly fucking was, and that was the point. Now, according to the researcher, Jessica Lamont, This magic jar was meant to, quote, transfer the chick's helplessness and inability to protect itself to the people whose names are inscribed on the jar. That is sinister as fuck. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I...
1: Yeah. That is incredible. That is very disturbing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And my friends, there was a literal nine-inch nail driven through it all, and it really was the exclamation point at the end of the cursed sentence. Oh, um. my God. Does um, Trent know? <laughs> yeah. Is this how Trent
1: got got the name of the band? I've never looked that up. So I don't know. Write right into us if you know. I'm, yeah. I'm going to forget to Google later. So. I'll email him. I'll see yeah. <laughs> what he
0: says. So, quote, this ritual belongs to the realm of Athenian binding curses and aims to bind or inhibit the physical and cognitive faci- uh, faculties of the named individuals. Wow. End quote. So who would want to incapacitate 55 people and why? Dude, that's a small town. Yes. Like, <laughs> They're not fucking around with this pot. No. Yeah, that's a lot of goddamn people. And it's a surprising number for a curse of this time period. Remember that last curse about that one person's vulva? Yeah. Right. So that's like a typical curse. Okay, right. okay. It
1: wasn't this, about
0: like rendering people as helpless as this poor chicken. Yeah, this, 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 this pot is really out there. And also super surprising, there's two different types of handwriting on the pot. Oh my God! Yeah, there's one batch of names that was written in one style of handwriting, and another batch of names in another. Which means there was two people working in tandem friends. to make this curse. They were yeah. friends <laughs> or coworkers. I don't know. Yeah, the location of the curse actually reveals a lot too. Uh, remember, it was placed under the floor of this store. Yeah. Okay, so it may be you guessed it, a workplace dispute. <gasps> Oh my god, they killed their coworkers! <laughs> right. They curse their coworkers. Yeah. I don't know kill curse how but, it unfolded i mean they, they pulled out the head of a chicken i mean that's that's they're not they're <laughs> not fucking around no. so dr Marissa, would you please be so kind to tell us what lamont told livescience.com in an email absolutely all right quote the curse could have been created by craftspersons
1: working in the industrial building itself perhaps in the lead up to a trial concerning an inter workplace conflict the sheer number of names makes an impending lawsuit the most likely scenario, Lamont wrote, noting that curse composers might cite all imaginable opponents in their maledictions, including witnesses, families, and supporters of the opposition, and quote. Dude. Yeah, man. This is some deep it, shit. It's, so deep. <laughs> it's like, not only am I going to get you... I'm going to get your family. I'm going to get your friends. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get anyone who likes any of
0: your Instagram posts. All of your supporters are on this pot. They are on that motherfucking pot. Yeah. Uh, Spellings of the names reveal somewhere between a third to half of the people listed were women, which means that they could be workers or wives, daughters, even slaves of the upper-class men who are listed as well. So, yeah, everybody was on this fucking pod. Everyone. Yeah. So, in sum, the running theory is a conflict between craftspeople for reasons that remain to be seen. We don't know why, but we do know that this was one toxic fucking workplace at some point. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. So just be thankful. The next time you get a passive-aggressive note from a coworker, it could have been a dead chicken with a nail through it. That's right, folks. Hold that one tight. (laughs) That's right. Could have been a lot worse. And that is the end of our episode 044, How the Greeks Hexed. A living.
1: This is, I think, one of my favorite right. um, episodes ever. I love, <laughs> I love some witchy shit. I don't think I would ever do any of this, but I
0: love knowing that it's out there. It really keeps, really keeps me on my toes. Yeah, really, just just makes me happy. If you could see her face, folks, I've never seen her smile so wide. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: I, I I hope I never make it on anyone's pot list. Ah. Oh,
0: but bum, bum, oh shit. Um, but. Yeah, this is fucking interesting as hell. Yeah. That's something you keep to yourself. Who's on your pot list? Ooh, Who's on your pot list? <laughs> I'm not going to say on the podcast. So, thank you for subscribing, rating, telling your friends about ancient pots and nymphs taking notes to hell for demons. Seriously. <laughs> so- Thank you so, so much.
1: Uh, tell all of your friends um, about the podcast, but also about the nymph notes yeah. and the chicken pots. So, <laughs> <laughs> And please stay interesting. Please do.